1: Good morning, Jayria. It's time to wake up. It's 5 and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pre-game show. Your early morning shot of sports on 957. The game
0: Oh yes, welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, on this Thursday here, a little wet, got some rain last night, a little bit, at least I did over in Oakland, but the sun is starting to shine once again, most of that rain is long gone, and all eyes are still set this Sunday at Levi's, 3.30, Cowboys, 49ers, we have a finals rematch tonight in Boston, Celtics. Warriors, we will have all that coverage for you, for you here, 95.7 The Game, starting at 3.30. John Dickinson, Warriors Live, he'll take that before tossing it over to the great Tim Roy, who will take you up to tip-off, and we'll have all the coverage of that game right here on 95.7 The Game. We'll have the post, and we'll react to it again tomorrow morning. So, a lot to get into today, short amount of time to do it, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. YouTube, how you doing? Hit up that chat. Want to hear from you. Expediting the Ebola text line as well. Again, 888-957-9570. And there's just an awful lot to get into. We had so many guests yesterday. Again, I was I was doing my best to tease all of them in the short amount of time I had. We had John Lynch with The Morning Roast. We had Bob Myers with Steiny and Goo. We had Steve Kerr, Damon and Ratto, Michael freaking Irvin. Damon Rattler, like just unreal. Justin Smith, Damon Rattler, I you know, I get in every morning, just take you behind the curtain, I get in every morning, all right, what sound do I have, what can I play with, what do we got in the system? Just pages and pages of all the guests that we had, it's just unreal. So great job with the guys, with the production there, all the producers, you guys, shout out you, Grandy, Evan, John, who the hell is John? All you guys, doing a great job. So... Cowboys, 49ers. I was thinking about what layer we haven't touched yet. And we did a deep dive, the matchup itself, on Tuesday when we first found out the Cowboys are going to be the opponent. And we'll still do that tomorrow. We'll do our keys of the game, predictions, what have you. But I was starting to think, hmm, the winner of this game has a real good chance to be in the Super Bowl. And by definition, being in the Super Bowl, you have a good chance to win the whole thing. It's you or another team. 50-50. I was just trying to think. On both sides, Niners, Cowboys. Who has the most riding on this game? And it's an interesting question. Because I was like, hmm. Well, I think this is the best team that Kyle Shanahan's ever had. They're healthier than they've ever been. They have a quarterback that he trusts for the first time since, I don't know, Matt Ryan. Back when he was an OC with Atlanta. So, Kyle Shanahan? Is it John Lynch? His executive of the year? Like, he's, listen, he is probably, without a doubt, the executive of the year in the NFL. His move for Christian McCaffrey alone probably seals the deal there. The emergence of Brock Purdy. Just what he's been able to do and shape this team and shape this roster. And, yes, it's a tandem effort between him and the head coach absolutely but when you are the gm in title you're going to get a lot of that credit too so hell of credit to john lynch and hell of an interview yesterday by the way on the morning roast bontane ask they did a hell of a job we're going to hear some from john lynch because he had some fascinating comments about the addition of cmc about drafting brock purdy that whole story how he's sneaky athletic all this sort of stuff back to the white guy uh White guy athlete tropes, sneaky athletic, gritty, gym rat. What else do we got? Let me know, 888-957-9570. That has not already been attributed to Brock Purdy. Coach's son, is he a coach's son? He's the kind of guy that you want your daughter to date. That's Brock Purdy. So, I'm asking you, the audience, all of you, and download that Odyssey app if you haven't, favorite 95.7 of the game. 888-957-9570 on the YouTube chat. Who has the most writing on this game? And it doesn't have to be a player. Hell, it could be Jerry Jones, the owner for the Cowboys. This kind of feels like this is their last opportunity. If they were to win this game, they're going up against a division rival. And yeah, throw the records out, even in the playoffs. With a great chance to go to the Super Bowl. This could be his final swan song. And I'm... Ugh. Nothing would make a 49ers fan happier than to be at home, sending the Cowboys home, sending Jerry Jones home. He's going to be in his suite. You know it. They're going to be panning to him constantly during the game. By the way, it's going to be on Fox. Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson, they'll be on the call. That'll be fun. That's a good team. Greg Olson's grown on me as a broadcaster. A little kind of green when he came in, a little kind of happy-go-lucky, but his energy and his analysis have improved every single week, and they've become a hell of a duo. I mean, it's hard to replace Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, but I think they've been doing a hell of a job. Kevin Burkhart's just a pro's pro. You see him all the time. He's the studio analyst during all the World Series, the MLB playoffs. He's very good. I feel like he's done a lot of big 49ers games in the past, too. I think it's specifically that New Orleans game. It was him, right? And he used to be paired with the GM John Lynch. That used to be that. Them two together in the the studio, so very cool to see that. Very excited for that game again. Three thirty Levi Stadium. We'll have all that action for you here on ninety five seven. The game, the pre and post kickoff show. Low Neal, Larry Kruger live from the Hilton in Santa Clara. That'll be fine. I know awful lot of ninety five ers the gamers, whatever you want to call them, hosts, producers are going. Sam, you going to the game? Thumbs up. Sam Lumman's going to the game. He'll be excited. Lucas Alexander, I'm pretty sure is going. Damon might be going fight on fight on FTFO won't spell that out for you those in the know, no those that don't don't we got Chasky and Bonte I'm pretty sure are gonna be heading over there Dibs was talking about it yesterday he'll be there so we might have every single show represented I'm sure someone from the weekend will be there well uh, maybe not we need to be able to cut audio right Sam yeah we need some people to cut audio. Shout out again. Shout out to everyone cutting audio yesterday. Sam was grinding that Lynch interview. He had some awesome stuff to say, and we'll play that for you in a second. But 888 957 9570. Who has the most writing on this game? BCB, according to 650 Unexplained Mobile Text Line. I won't tell you what that means. Well, at least I won't tell you what the middle word means. Big Chicken Brock. There you go. Chicken Broccoli.
3: Big champion, Brock.
0: Big champion. There you go. Shout out, Sam. I think it is Brock Purdy. I think Brock has the most riding on this game. If he beats and sends home in the playoffs, in the divisional round, at Levi Stadium, your biggest rival, the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones, Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy, CeeDee Lamb, Micah Parsons, all those guys, you send them home, I don't care how it looks. He's the guy next year. Now, is he the guy for the next 10 years, like Mark Willard was talking about this whole week? I don't know about that. We thought that was Jimmy Garoppolo. We thought that was Alex Smith. We thought that was Colin Kaepernick. So, there's so many. But he is definitely the guy for next year. He'll have those starting reps in training camp. I know that. Could you imagine? And if he wins the NFC, uh, the championship, and then he goes to the Super Bowl, just one week at a time, I know, but just, my God. Brock Purdy has the NFL in the palm of his hand right now. Iowa State's own Brock Purdy. Can you imagine telling yourself that before the season? Could you imagine that? Mr. Irrelevant. And yes, people are starting to say, don't call him that anymore. He's relevant. No, Mr. Irrelevant is a great name. It's ironic because clearly he's relevant now and he's playing some of the best football in the league as a rookie, as the last pick in the draft. He's on a six game winning streak. He's Mr. Irrelevant. And that's awesome. How could you not root for this guy? I mean, if you hate the Niners, obviously, and you're a Cowboys fan. 925, <laughs> like they say, regular season is where you make your name, playoff is where you make your fame. I haven't heard that before. I like that 925 in the Xfinity Mobile text line. Regular season is where you make your name, playoff is where you make your fame. It's a good point. I'm trying to think of the all time guys who are solid in the regular season but really made the name for themselves in the playoffs. Julian Edelman comes to mind. Like this guy was breaking Jerry Rice kind of numbers in the playoffs. You don't do that unless you're in the playoffs constantly like Jerry was and like Edelman was with Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. But Brock Purdy, he does have a chance to go down in NFL history with the greatest Super Bowl run in NFL history. This would be. Led by a quarterback who was the last pick in this past draft, Mr. Irrelevant. I mean, the script writers down in Hollywood, they will have a field day with this. Who's going to be the actor for Brock Purdy? Who do you think? 888-957-9570. YouTube chat. Who could play Brock? Now, if they make the movie, you'd have to assume it's probably like 10 years from now. Maybe five years. Someone young. Maybe it's a young upstart guy. He has to have a baby face. Brock Purdy's outfits and fits, he just gives off such a high school vibe. It's so funny whenever he walks into the, stu- uh, into the stadium, they do the shot. There's Brock with his little backpack, his hoodie. Like, oh, there he is. Sneaking in his way. He's like very unassuming. Like a little wave to the camera. Hi. How you doing? Polar opposite from all the NBA guys with all their swag, whatnot, or even... Some of the NFL guys with all their chains and whatnot. It's so funny. <laughs> 408. Some preschooler, to my point. <laughs> T- I think you mean Tom Holland. I think you said Tim Holland on it. Tom Holland, the guy who plays Spider-Man right now. That's not bad. Not bad. Tom Cruise. <laughs> the issue, who is it? Tom Cruise. Was he at the, uh, the Cowboys-Bucks game earlier in the week? Tom Cruise is a kiss of death here in the Bay Area. He was there at the game when the Giants lost to the Dodgers. We don't want Tom Cruise in the Bay. Say far away. I heard Top Gun Maverick was good. Some say it was great. I still haven't seen it yet. So give me some space. Yeah, I'll see it. Don't worry. But no, I miss me on Tom Cruise. Out on Tom Cruise with Bay Area stuff. 408, Expedia Mobile Text Line. Going back to who has the most riding on this game, between the Niners and Cowboys this Sunday at Levi's? Good question. Oh, thank you. Shani will look bad if, this, uh, if say, the Niners blow this game. Maybe falls through since Dak hasn't performed in the offs. Okay. Kind of missed me with that little last sentence, but I get what you're saying. Shanahan, if they have a lead and they blow it, absolutely. If, let's say, Dak... Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys just have a hell of a performance, and it comes down to the wire, and they win by a point or something like that. don't think you would be too mad at Shanahan. I think Shanahan's done a hell of a job this season. And yes, at this point, it would be tremendously disappointing to see the 49ers lose, especially to your playoff rival Dallas Cowboys. I think Shanahan would be labeled as he can't win the big one, but he's already labeled like that. He's already. I don't think he's going to shake that label of can't win the big one until he finally wins the Super Bowl. That's just how it is. That's how it was with Andy Reid, and that's how it's going to be with Kyle Shanahan. Their career arcs may be very comparable. Andy Reid went to four straight NFC championships, got to a Super Bowl, couldn't get it done, finally got his way with the Chiefs, Alex Smith, bunch of AFC West titles, many playoff appearances, couldn't get it done. Then you get Patrick Mahomes, AFC Championship game, Overtime loss to Tom Brady, come back the next year, we know what happened there, in Miami, overthrowing Emmanuel Sanders, the rest is history. Then you go back the next year, if you're Andy Reid, and you lose to Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. So, until Kyle Shanahan wins the big one, he is going to have that kind of Andy Reid career arc. So, he does have a lot riding on this game, to your point. Oh, I like that, 415 on the XFINITY mobile text line. Mission irrelevant for Tom Cruise. That's not bad. That's not bad. Hey, let's listen to John Lynch, who joined the Morning Roast yesterday. I teased it earlier. Just fascinating. It's a little long here, but I think it's important to get the encompassing story about how and why they drafted Brock Purdy. So here's John Lynch yesterday on the Morning Roast talking about that story.
4: You know, the story was he... You know he had really good reports um he played a lot of football at iowa state um you know that the area scout that was there at the time was a was a kid i call him a kid but steve slowick he's now in-house he's a pro scout his brother is bobby our past game coordinator um and steve was the area scout there and you know steve would say guys like you know i love the player but you love the player more when you go here from a, a head coach like matt campbell talk about this guy and when you're using words like you know or, or description description such as like this guy is a program changer he changed our program here he changed our culture here Um you know those type of things so steve slowix would always talk about this kid Um, you know so you start watching him and you start really appreciating his game we thought he might come out his junior year he probably played a little bit better his junior year you know mm-hmm. our grades were a little bit higher he goes back for one more year And then, you know, um, prior to the draft, you know, Kyle and I, when we're sitting down, we'd we'd really like to come out of this draft um, with a a young quarterback late in the draft, whether it be, you know, a late draft choice or a free agent. We had some other things that we had to get for our roster that we needed, um, but, man, it'd be nice to come out with a guy we really like and want to invest some time into late, and so... You know, you kind of then scouting kind of hands it over to the, to the coaches and the coaches and our area scouts work together. And so we, we handed like a bucket of, you know, probably eight, eight to ten guys down to Brian Greasy and uh, Clay Kubiak. They worked on it together and they really came out convicted that, that they wanted to come away. You know, in some form or fashion with Brock Purdy. And, uh, you know, because we had our nether needs, we had to add some corners, we had to add mm-hmm. an offensive lineman, you know, we, you know, we were pecking away at those things. And then you get to the end and, um, there was like a linebacker we liked and then there was Purdy. And you just said, man, I, you know, we think we have Purdy as a free agent, but, um, you know, what, why wait on that? Because we knew there was competition for him as well. We had that last pick. Didn't didn't know if he'd last. As soon as that pick right before us went, we said, you know, Kyle and I looked at each other and so said, let's just pull the trigger and bring him in. And so we did. Not to try to be cute with old Mister Irrelevant thing. Uh, we really liked the guy. And and uh, you know, I think the conviction of an area scout like Steve Slowick, the work that uh, Greasy and Clay Kubiak did. They Zoomed him a lot. They talked to a lot of people at Iowa, Iowa State. And when you have that kind of conviction, people really pulling for a guy like that, um, you feel compelled to do something. And, man, I'm sure, I'm sure glad those guys were convicted because he's he's really been uh, something special for us. And, and uh, I'm, I'm grateful to all those guys that I mentioned.
0: So it was a team effort. And he mentioned Brian Greasy, obviously, former quarterback. He was with Kyle Shanahan's father, Mike Shanahan in Denver. You know him from the Monday Night Booth most recently on ESPN with Louis Riddick and Steve Levy. He was influential in that. And it's kind of interesting and kind of funny to look at two former athletes, two former players, John Lynch, Brian Greasy, also both studio guys. A little interesting there, right? Coming back down from the booth, getting these jobs. Brian Greasy, obviously quarterback coach. And... That whole, and it's not easy, by the way, leaving that broadcast booth, because especially if you're John Lynch, and we're going to play the soundbite here in a second, he had some offers on the table, and not just from NBCs. We're talking big boys. We're talking Mr. Amazon, Jeff Bezos, and those executives come to his house, so we'll play that here in a second, but... Just the story of drafting Brock Purdy. They did their due diligence. This wasn't like a whim thing, just, oh, you know, be a cute story. Let's draft him the last pick. He's even saying, it's like, you know, we're not trying to be cute here. It was, you know, it's Mr. whatever, but we wanted him. And they got him. So hats off to that whole crew, Lynch, Greasy, all the scouts involved. They did a good job. And listen, if Brock Purdy fades and doesn't have a good game this week, Just getting here to this point is an accomplishment in itself, if you're Mr. Irrelevant. He's on a six-game winning streak. I don't know a lot of the Irish fans want to hear that. I don't want to hear that weak mentality, quote-unquote, we're here to win, obviously. But just take a step back, it's a hell of an achievement for Brock Purdy even getting this far and how good he has looked, especially in that debut and that ass-whooping against Seattle. Very impressive. But I mentioned uh, John Lynch and the rumors that he may have left for... A studio job, a play-by-or, a color hosting gig, color commentating. Here's him talking about that.
4: I was humbled. You know, Freddie Goodelli, the great producer longed to work with Madden and Michaels and all them, you know, he called at some point and said, Hey, when you guys are done, I want to talk to you about something. I had no idea what he wanted to talk about. When you have friendships like that, you take the meeting. So my wife and I hosted them at our house, and only to be really shocked. And I knew it was when all of a sudden Amazon executives started mm-hmm. showing up at my house. I knew <laughs> something was up. You know, it was flattering, and, and they had a vision for what they wanted to do. I listened to the meeting. You know, I had talked. Told Kyle and Jed about it, and so they knew, and they were supportive that I should listen. But I had no idea that they were gonna gonna have an offer like they did.
3: What do you think that offer was?
0: I'm I'm thinking of something like a hundred million or something. I'm thinking of something ridiculous. If for him to for Lynch to say it kind of like that, I'm, you know, the offer that they had, like, because what was Tom Brady? Tom Brady. and John Lynch is Tom Brady. Tom Brady had something ridiculous, right? 10 year 375 from Fox when he wants to step away. Is that what it is? Tom Brady Fox contract? Let's look that up real quick. 375, 10 years. To be a lead NFL analyst on air. That won't start until he's finished playing, but that is just ridiculous. What do you think Amazon offered to John Lynch? 100 mil? Something ridiculous like that what was? Something reported it was Sean McVay. Reportedly was getting somewhere around that line, right? Sean McVay, play-by-play contract. He's, oh, he's already making $14 million. What do I know? So, something like that. $100 million, something like that. That's hard to say no to. And that's a credit to his passion for football. It's a credit to his relationship with Kyle Shanahan, with Jed York his comfortability with the front office, everything. He loves being a 49er, and that's huge right now. All these great kind of teams get torn apart, and we've seen it forever in New England. All the different coordinators coming left and right, coming and going, special teams, defensive, offensive. They leave. Belichick stays. And Belichick is one of one, he's he's the guy, he's the head honcho, it's tough to duplicate what he did, but the pairing of Lynch and Shanahan, Lynchahan, Shannon Lynch, whatever you want to say, it's impressive. And the defensive coordinators may be coming and going, as long as Kyle stays, and hell, John Lynch too, and mainly Kyle, because he's on the field calling the plays, obviously, but, and he's young enough to where you can envision him staying for the next decade, I think he's Kyle Shanahan solidified himself. He's definitely not getting axed or fired, albeit something crazy unforeseen happens off the field. He's he's the guy. And all the conversations we've had in the offseason in the past, this guy's on the hot seat if they don't compete this year, if Trey Lance doesn't develop, yada yada yada. Well, Brock Purdy's developing, and they're a win away from going to a second excuse me, a second consecutive NFC championship. He's the guy. And if Brock Purdy becomes the guy, and they're tied at the hip, get ready, buckle yourselves in. This is going to be a long flight. Shout out Flight 957, RIP. From the YouTube chat, red-eyed. So many cockpit vids from planes, jets, military. Unless you live in a tomb, you've seen everything in Top Gun Maverick. Hashtag facts. Sorry, been in a tomb, a.k.a. I have a three-year-old and a three-month-old, and I don't go to the movies as much as I wanted to. But maybe I'll rent it or whatever, stream it. I'm sure it's on some streaming service soon. So come down, Red Eye, on the YouTube channel. Watch it. Just don't have don't have time. There's so many shows and content that I can't watch while also keeping up with all the sports that I have to watch. By the way, another sport that we have to keep an eye on tonight in Boston, the NBA, and the Celtics taking on the Golden State Warriors. And Warriors Live starting at 3.30, coverage of that right here on 95.7 The Game with John Dickinson. And we'll have all the in-game coverage, post-game coverage, we'll have all that for you. NBA Finals rematch, Celtics-Warriors, that's a nice little appetizer for the NFL action this weekend. And the Warriors play the Cleveland Cavaliers tomorrow, so we've got a back-to-back. So we got awful lot of content to react to, so can't wait for that matchup again. Oh, 408, Mobile Text Line. Top Gun Maverick is okay, playa.
5: Podcast, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast.
0: Yeah. Oh. Okay. A lot of people thought it was amazing, so I don't I'm not sure. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know your thoughts. Zach from the YouTube chat thinks uh John Lynch's contract with Amazon was two fifty four years. Whoo! 250 mil my god that'd be pretty wild it was something ridiculous i'm going like 10 years 100 million here john come back to the broadcast booth we're tired of al michaels we'll find you someone new someone young someone hip herb street god love him he's overworked too many college games too many nfl i saw something ridiculous things. do you have like 30 games in like two months something ridiculous something unreal but kirk Herbstree, that guy's overworked he needs a break and this is his break time right now so shout out kirk captain kirk starship enterprise everyone's crushing me because i haven't seen top gun maverick i'm sorry <laughs> brandon on the youtube chat amazon would have secured judge to the giants that's a walk off right now, right there. I think that's a good place to take a quick break. We'll come on back. We're going to hear more from John Lynch and that awesome interview he had on the morning roast with Bontane Shasky yesterday. We're we'll here from Michael Irvin, the playmaker, the Hall of Famer, the Dallas Cowboy wide receiver. He was on with Damon Rado yesterday. And he says he makes a Superman reference in regards to this 49ers matchup that is very interesting. In regards to the Dallas Cowboys, we'll hear that on the other side. This is the pregame show, Joe Spadoni, 95.7 The Game.
1: Now, back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game.
0: Welcome back. Pregame show, Joe Spadoni, 95.7 The Game. What's the difference between me and you? Well... I'm staying home and I'm not going to the NFC. Uh, Check out the NFC divisional round at Levi Stadium. A lot of 95 7 the gamers are. Shasky, he's fired up. He'll join me next segment for a little bit. They had a great interview with John Lynch yesterday. Again, Bonte Hill, Joe Shasky, Morning Roast. Awesome interview. Check that out. Download that Odyssey app. Favorite 95 7 the game. They killed it. All eyes three thirty this Sunday, Levi Stadium, Niners, Cowboys, Red versus Blue, Star versus the SF logo. They'll have that saloon font that Bonte and Jaski love so much. So much will be riding on this game. Reputations will be at stake. Title windows will be at stake. And Shasky it was it was interesting. We were having a little conversation during the break there, and we were talking about listen, who has the most to lose in this game? It was kinda of a little riff off how I said it was like who has the most writing on this game? So I kind of in a different way who is the most lose, maybe he's radio professional, Joe Shasky, just making it a lot easier to process. I was like, it's. I still think it's Kyle Shanahan. That's what Shasky was telling me, and, and he's going to join me next time and break down a little bit more. I was like, that's interesting, because I was going through the, you know, the career arc of an Andy Reid and how he was labeled a choker because he couldn't win the big one, but does that make him any less of a coach? It's interesting. It's interesting. So we'll get into the more of that on the other side. Again, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, Xfinity Mobile Text Line, YouTube chat. You guys are great. alex arroyo top in the youtube chat raiders suck thanks it's just a beanie but i appreciate you listening appreciate you they do suck that's why we're not talking about them 650 we were talking about top gun maverick because i haven't seen it yet and apparently that's a fireball offense for some of you the first Top Gun was way better. You're not missing much. Okay, so there seems to be split. Interesting. Groups being formed. Overrated and really good. Huh. Barry, I'm not going to say your last name. You're not going to get me. Is this the Barry from the twi- from uh, Twitter world? I don't think so. Niners are blowing out the Cowboys. Okay. I think this is going to be the closest game this weekend, of all the games that's being played, I think the Niners-Cowboys is going to be the most physical and the closest game. Some say it might be the Bills and the Bengals, and then it might be. I think the, B- the Bengals are kind of screwed through no fault of their own. Just the offensive linemen, all those offensive linemen getting hurt in that game against the Baltimore Ravens. Was it three starting linemen on the offense? I mean... God bless Joe Burrow. He's a hell of a quarterback. You saw him his rookie year with no O-line. and He got destroyed. Hell, you saw him last year against the Titans. He got sacked, what, eight times? He had no O-line last year and still got to the Super Bowl. I get all that. But, man, against the Bills and that pass rush, I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be tough. i like the Bills to win by that one by at least 10. So, the Chiefs, the Jags, yeah. Can the Jags shock the world? Eh, I don't think so. It might have blowout written all over it for some of you. I think it's a a one-to-two score game for most of it, and then the fourth quarter, things start to unravel, and then the Chiefs pull away. But it'll be a lot closer than the final score indicate. That has kind of that sense to it for me anyways. And then Giants-Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to... Not hammer the Giants, but they're going to win pretty comfortably. You're going to see the difference on the field throughout most of the game. And the Eagles and Jalen Hurts, who's off the injury report, by the way. I don't know if that means he's still hurting. I mean, just because he's off the injury report doesn't mean he's still in pain. But whatever that's worth. The Giants, I think, were benefactors. A lot of people hyping them up because Danny Dimes in that offense looked so good against the Minnesota Vikings defense, which just sucks. It's the worst defense in the league. And I think a lot of people are kind of overreacting to that offensive performance against a bad, bad defense in a dome, not in the cold weather, which is what they will be in, in Philadelphia. So an awful lot of NFL action. We'll break down more of those games tomorrow, give our official picks, against the spread, straight up, what have you. We were listening and reacting to John Lynch. And I'd be remiss if I didn't play the biggest piece of sound and what was the biggest acquisition of the season for any NFL team, which was Christian McCaffrey heading to the 49ers, which changed everything. It's changed the spacing on the field. It's changed the confidence of this team. It's changed the confidence of the quarterback. He's a safety valve. He does everything. He might be the greatest offensive player in the NFL. And I know that's including Patrick Mahomes. But McCaffrey's skill set, what he is able to do as a receiver and running back, it's dynamic. It's absolutely dynamic. And we're seeing it pay dividends for Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Jawan Jennings, all these guys. Brock Purdy, Kyle Shanahan, he's the ultimate weapon. And Here's John Lynch talking about CMC being a godsend for the organization.
4: He's been a godsend, you know. I'll tell you, everything you see on the field, you think you know a player and then it's always you have a little bit of a different reality when you when you see him up close, when they're on your team, and he's just as good as we ever thought he was on the field or better. I think the intelligence that he plays with is really just elite, his skill, his versatility, all that, but I, I just think the commitment to being that player is probably what you don't know from afar, and, and man, this guy, I'm, I tell people all the time, he works. he works coaches hours. He's here in the morning. When you get here, he's still here when you're leaving, and it's just so impressive and there's an aura of confidence that comes with having a guy like Christian on your side. He's kind of our version of Bosa on defense, and he's been tremendous. I think the way he kind of assimilated into our team, like right away, it was like he was an instant leader. He just fit really well, and we always felt like this was a guy who we admired. As we started thinking and started hearing that he might be available, you know, you start thinking, "Wow, this is a guy we we really like." Where our offense is at, do we need to do something? No, but this is a guy. If there's a guy to go get, this is a guy who could, the word we kept using was unlock what we do and make us even more tough to deal with. And I think the, the results have been tremendous. And, and I can't say enough about the way he prepares. And so it's been a great example. The productivity has been great. It's, it's been, really been a, a nice deal for this organization.
0: It's been a great deal for the organization. That's a great way to put it. He's kind of like how Bosa is on the defense for the 49ers. He's that guy on offense. It's a great way to put it. He's that dynamic player that changes everything, that you have to scheme around. Other defenses have to scheme around that guy. What's he going to do? Where's Christian? Where's he out on the field? Is he lining up at wide receiver? Is he in the backfield? Is he going to do a jet sweep motion? What's he going to do? He is the ultimate Swiss Army knife tool. I'm sure you've heard that a bunch of times, but he is. He's that. He has the little knife. He has a little pair of scissors. He has a little corkscrew on top. think. That's about my knowledge of a Swiss Army knife. What else am I missing? Oh, the little saw that's on there, too. The deluxe version. He's got everything. By the way, I'm looking at ESPN right now. We have a couple studios, uh, a couple TVs in the studio. And uh, Cowboys signing kicker Tristan Vizcaino. Oh, just for backup and just, you know, just for uh, just have a safety valve, if you will. Okay. Tell me you're not worried about your starting kicker without telling me you sign a backup. Yikes! And that might just be maybe we're just overlooking that whole thing, and maybe we're not. But having a shaky kicker heading into a playoff matchup, maybe that makes the Cowboys more aggressive on offense. Maybe they're going to be going for it more than they normally would. That's an interesting little recall, right? Maybe they're at, you know, the thirty-eight yard line, and it's fourth and five. It's like, you know what? Screw it. We're just going to go for it. Whereas Maher usually would have a leg and he could have made it. They're like, eh, no. So, maybe that changes things. That's an interesting little wrinkle to think about heading into this game with a shaky kicker in the Dallas Cowboys. From the YouTube chat, Dave Skeezy, TVZ. I live in Dallas in the radio media are not worried about Brock. They are worried about Kyle more than anything. Brock is just a better Mullins to them. Huh. Well, I've never seen Nick Mullins do what Brock Purdy is doing right now. Specifically, not turning the ball over. That was the big thing with Nick Mullins. He would just make boneheaded plays that you saw Jimmy Garoppolo already make. He'd have these oh-no throws as well. Purdy's much more mobile. He's slippery. Keeps his eyes downfield constantly. Doesn't seem to get, you know, too caught up in the moment. Occasionally in the first half. Again, as a rookie, it's to be expected at times. But for the most part, he is calm, cool, and collected. And Nick Mullins, man, he would, at times, he would destroy teams because of Kyle Shanahan's scheme. You think back to that Raiders and Niners Thursday night game when the Raiders got absolutely destroyed at Levi Stadium. The last time they were the Oakland Raiders. But I do not see the Nick Mullins Brock Purdy comp right now. Right now. If Brock starts turning it over all the time, it's like, okay, maybe there's something there. But I don't think that's a fair comparison at the moment. We're going to take one more break. Come on back. Joe Shasky will join me for a little crosstalk before he hops on the morning Rose with Bonte Hill. They're fired up. They got a great show for you today. Still talking 49ers, Cowboys, that John Lynch interview, more reaction to that. Michael Irvin, I teased it, I will play some more of his sound, he had an interesting thought and made a very interesting comic book comparison to what the 49ers are to the Dallas Cowboys. I'll tell you what that is on the other side. This is the pregame show, Joe Spadoni, 95.7 The Game.
1: Now, back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. <laughs>
0: Welcome back. pregame show. Joe Spadoni, 95.7 The Game. One more segment for you before tossing over to Joe Shasky and Ponte Hill of the morning roast. We've been talking John Lynch. We've been talking Cowboys, Niners. Who's got the most riding on this game? A lot of you seem to think it's Kyle Shanahan. I think it might be Brock Purdy. Kyle Shanahan's legacy until he wins a Super Bowl, whether we like it or not, is that he can't win the big one. And I think, do I think that's fair? No. Because I think you would take Kyle Shanahan over just about every coach save for maybe Andy Reid. Belichick, I think, you're seeing what's happening in England, New England over there. I think he's done. I think he's going to be retiring pretty soon. I know they were so close to make the playoffs again, but he's just a mess with his coordinators. What is he doing with his offensive coordinator? Matt Patricia and Joe like, what are we doing? So, I think it is an offensive league now. It's an offensive-driven league. You need an offensive head coach if you want to be successful. Just look at all the guys remaining. There's only one defensive head coach still in these playoffs. Sean McDermott in Buffalo. Everyone else, Zach Taylor, offense, Andy Reid, offense, Dable, offense, Sirianni, offense, Shanahan, offense, Peterson, offense, all those guys. So it's an offensive revolution, and Kyle Shanahan's at the forefront. That zone running scheme, it's just going to be giving a lot of problems, and it's going to be giving a lot of problems to the Dallas Cowboys. I expect them to run an awful lot this Sunday. CMC, Elijah Mitchell, those guys are going to get a healthy amount of touches. It's one way to neutralize Micah Parsons. and Maybe we're sleeping on him a little bit, but I think most Niner fans here, anyways, have been having a healthy fear of the 49ers, from what I've seen on this chat, anyways. The pregame show listeners, you guys are awesome. Shout out the YouTube chat. Shout the Xfinity mobile text line, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Michael Irvin. You know him. You love him. The playmaker, number 88, Cowboys Hall of Famer, wide receiver. He talked about the San Francisco 49ers. He joined Damon Rattle yesterday, as he does every single week. He talked about the 49ers and them being the kryptonite for the Dallas Cowboys.
6: I like this matchup the least out of all the matchups the Cowboys could have fallen up upon. I would rather have this in the NFC Championship game if you have to do it, do it on that stage as opposed to doing it any time before. Because the San Francisco 49ers, they, they have all the kryptonite for the Dallas Cowboys. They can run the football very well. And another thing, Dallas has speed. And Kyle Shanahan uses Dallas's speed as to their detriment with all the misdirections and everything. I'm really worried about Michael Parsons because I'm sure they're going to throw him so much eye candy that it would be hard for him to just be focused and play direct football.
0: It's an interesting point from the playmaker, Michael Irvin, the speed, using Dallas's speed against them. That's another thing about this Kyle Shanahan offense. It does have kind of an Oregon Duck feel, Chip Kelly, and I know, Niner fan, you don't want to hear that name compared at all to Kyle Shanahan, but that up that just inevitability that they're going to score, and that tempo they're going to go with, and the right play calling constantly. They're not obviously as fast as that Oregon Ducks team when they just were keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Kyle Shanahan is very well balanced in his throwing and passing. But it's just the inevitability factor of that Oregon, those Oregon Ducks teams kind of has the, field, the same feel with this 49ers' uh, Kyle Shanahan offense, right? Just the inevitability. They're going to score on you no matter what. Like, I don't care. And if that defense can get enough stops, Bosa and them, which I expect them to do, I think the 49ers are going to score consistently. I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to have trouble consor- uh, scoring as consistently. And that's going to be the difference in the game. Those offensive and defensive matchups. That'd be a little simplistic, but I'm a simple guy when it comes to the X's and O's. Can you score or can you not? That's what it comes down to in football. That's what it comes down to in sports. Can you score or can you not? If you can't score, you're going to struggle. If you can, you're going to win. YouTube chat, legendary, great. Spadoni, that's an icy sweater you got. Let me snag that. It's a jacket, but thank you. Fila, got it for Christmas. One of their classic editions. Shout out Fila. I don't think I see anyone other than like Eastern Europeans rocking it still. I got some Eastern European blood in me. I got some Polish and Russian blood, so. It is what it is. Appreciate you giving me the shout out though. Got a good deal though. Check them out. And check out 957thegameshop.com if we're talking about clothing, right? Am I right? Still waiting on the pregame show stuff. It's, you know, we're in the, the process. I need some ideas. We're doing a lot of ideas here for the pregame show merch. We'll get it eventually. It'll be on there. We're thinking of uh, an Espresso Joe, right? And I feel like like since I got a honker, we put like the nose like in an espresso cup. That'd be kind of funny. Or shout out Phil Collins Fridays. I was thinking of like a silhouette of just Phil Collins' face that says 957 the game uh, in the back. I think that would be the biggest seller for the Phil Collins Fridays. Even if it just says Phil Collins Friday. PCF with the silhouette of his face. Let me know what you think. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. Here's more from Michael Irvin talking about. How he's not the most talented 88 in Cowboys history? What?
6: I said he's the most talented 88 because I couldn't play inside. Ed didn't really play inside. You know, I don't even know if they were playing inside doing Drew and Drew play. But you know what I'm saying. C.D. Lamb, you play inside. He was the top slot guy this year in the NFL. So you know what I mean? he go inside. he play outside. That, that, that means he's a very talented, talented guy. Now, also, though, those old eighties had a whole lot of flair. Ed's with the X out, a whole lot of flair. TD doesn't have as much flair, but boy, I see he has the most talent as all of them. Interesting. Because when
0: you look back at Michael Irvin, that guy's hell of a talented player. And I didn't really get to watch him as Joe Shasky joins me now for a little crosstalk. Joe Shasky of the Morning Roast. Michael Irvin. Do you sang, know how to
3: spell Michael Irvin? How do I spell it? At least two OPIs a half.
0: Ah, oh, there you go. See, I didn't, I was already, what, like four or five when he was out of the league. So I don't, like, I look at highlights
3: and stuff like that. Like, what kind of player was he? I'll tell you what he was. <laughs> he was Draymond meets Steph Curry in <laughs> terms of attitude and cockiness. Wow. Yes. Like, he was the guy that wouldn't shut up. So it was a great
0: name. The Playmaker was a great name, then.
3: Oh, yeah. We had the one strap down, and he'd be clapping, chirping every single time. And, like, the reason I put Steph in that category, because I think a lot of people outside the Bay Area hate Steph's guts. Because of how confident and cocky he is. And the way he celebrates. But Michael Irvin always had, like, a Draymond quality to him in terms of chirping. That's good. That, that's that's a a, that's the way I would describe it to a kid that didn't see him.
0: Yeah, that's a great comp. That's great. And him saying that C.D. Lamb is the most talented eighty-eight in Michael Irvin, hell of a talented Drew player. Drew
3: Pearson's one of the greatest players of all time uh, yeah. uh, in the NFL, yeah. and I think we forgot about how great he was. He was yeah. the guy who caught the pass after the catch. There's like a minute to go, forty seconds to go. He catches a ball at the fifty-yard line and is running away from everyone, and Eric Wright horse collars him down. Drew Pearson's one of the all-time great winners in oh, the NFL.
0: Totally, totally, absolutely. So, Joe, we were talking, and you were talking to me during the break about you know who has the most riding on this game, and then you put it in a better way: who has the most to lose in this game? And you said Kyle Shanahan, and that was very interesting to me because I feel like until he wins that Super Bowl, his legacy is going to be that he can't win the big one,
3: and that's not fair, is it? No, I don't think it's fair at all. But it's coming, like you, you best believe that's coming. That narrative's coming. Like this, this whole can't win the big one is one of the it's one of the most tired phrases in sports. It drives me completely nuts. Now, it's one thing to say when the chips are, are at the highest, this guy doesn't perform at his best. And that's a, there's a lot of guys that want to, Barry Bonds for many years was that way. In Peyton the Manning. Peyton Manning. Yeah. Uh, Chris Paul. Yes. But the way I, I, I distinguish Chris Paul in a different way. Uh,
0: Clayton Kershaw, yeah.
3: Uh, Chris Paul gets hurt. Yeah, he does. At the most crucial times. And it's like the most inevitable thing ever. It's like, it's going to happen. There's no doubt about it. My my thing is like Popovich, Belichick, Parcells, Walsh. Pick the best players and coaches across sports. You will have scar tissue. You will have losses. But when you get that one championship, it like mints you and all your other stuff is irrelevant. And to me, it's like, wait a minute. Let's talk about current form. Everybody's you know all over Mike Tomlin he's never had a losing season and hey there's something to be said for that i'm not dis- i'm not diminishing that when was the last time mike tomlin won a big playoff game boy uh
0: prior to the the afc championship whoever they beat the ravens or whoever was it, it was 2008 well 2000, whatever, when did they play the Packers? 2010?
3: Well, yeah. Yes. so We're talking almost 15 years ago. It's 2023. That makes me sad because I graduated in 2011 high school. But do you get I'm what, what I'm old. saying? With yes. This? And I'm not, and yes. No. He is a great, I'm not denying, he's a good coach, but what where's the Mike Tomlin can't win the big one recently? like And I'm just using that as an example. It's because he got the one, that's why. Shanahan has five playoff victories in his last three years. He does. He's the hot hand,
0: is what you would say you would say uh, Tomlin throughout his career has more consistency yeah okay he's Pete, shown
3: that uh, Agree. Yes. okay that's fine and I would argue that he had the generational quarterback and that kind of changes things yes the stability that he inherited was different like there's a lot of nuances yeah. here like okay let's go to let's go to Pete Carroll the last big playoff game Pete Carroll's won and I think Pete Carroll's an automatic Hall of Famer
0: yeah not since the NFC Championship when they came back against the Packers he which has was, one yeah.
3: Super Bowl yes. okay and, and I, I and it was, can't yeah. take it away from him but you never hear Pete can't win the big one because if you you look at it recently. Pete can't win the big one.
0: No. Well, that that electing not to run it with Marshall Lynch changed everything for him. Aaron Rogers, changed everything.
3: Aaron Rodgers won in tw- two thousand eight. Yes. Two thousand eight. Yeah. I don't hear anyone saying he can't win the big one. Yeah. Yet in in the last fifteen years, he literally cannot win the big one. In fact, he can't win any big ones. Name the last big game Aaron Rodgers won.
0: No, I can't because it was the last big game. He the biggest game he played in was against Tampa Bay when they came in there with their ass.
3: And he took his chin strap off and yep. wanted to kick a field goal on fourth down. Yes. Like, so so this whole, like, can't win the big one, trust me, it's coming for Shanahan if they lose.
0: That's a great point. That's a great tease right there from Joe Shasky. He'll be joining Bonte Hill, the morning roast. They're coming up next. Joe, who do you guys have on today? Do you have any, any guests?
3: You know, I don't even know. I, I lost my phone, so I'm sorry. Uh, oh, my phone's no. broken, excuse me, so it, I'm yeah. I'm that's screwed. like the new wallet and keys attached losing it. The phone losing it's... Worse than anything. You
0: feel very insecure. That stinks. He's coming up next. Bonte Hill, Joe Shasky, Morning Rose. This was the pregame show. Joe Spadoni, 95.7 The Game.